What's up, guys? This is Coach Callie B, and yup, it's another softball podcast. And today is a special day because it's what? It's Monday. Insert crowd cheering. Yeah, I haven't quite figured that all out, but it's going to come along because I'm going to continuously grow in this podcast. So just stick with me. Stick with me. All right. So it's later than I wanted it to be. It's in the evening, but it's still Monday and some of y'all may still be going to work. You might be on the night shift or maybe you just want to listen to some motivation on Monday. I don't know. Or any day of the week. That's honestly what my friends have done. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I did not have the energy last night when I got off my shift at the hospital to do this. And this morning literally has just been a day of constant motion. And it's okay. I'm still here. I still was able to show up and hold myself accountable. Like in last week's episode, I said, I'm going to call myself to greatness and I'm going to do these motivational Monday posts. And look. I'm doing it and it's about to go down. So get ready, guys. We are digging in still to that keyword industriousness by one of my favorite books. You don't know what it is? Well, keep listening. You'll find out. <laughs> Yay! All right, guys, it is Coach Callie B. Yup, I just gave you the whole spiel, so I don't need to run through it again. However, I do because technically this is what needs to be done whenever you're sharing something out of a book, is you need to make sure the people that are listening understand that this is not your information. This is actually coming from a book and you need to be really clear about when the author is doing the speaking versus when you're doing the speaking, such as myself. So for those of you that listened to Monday Motivation, the last one from last week, we are reading Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success playbook. Applying the Pyramid of Success to Your Life. It is written by John Wooden and Jay Cardi. Here we go. So I left you guys off with a little assignment. I don't know that you did it. If you did, awesome. If you didn't, that's okay. The fact that you're listening, eventually things are gonna start sinking in. I just, uh, it's gonna happen. Like, it's inevitable, all right? Okay, so. I left you guys last week with the assignment of like, what is it going to take to build your plan in order to work hard? Um, we talked about hard work and the things that go into hard work. Do you remember what those things were? We have the plan, right? Big time. So I kind of put some things together. It was intentional. I got my little journal here and one of the things I talked about, and this was based, I so this is, sorry if I get all crazy, but this is why I also love this little book. Not only is it small and it fits in your back pocket, um, but it also pulls stuff right out of the Bible. Love it, okay? So some of the things that really spoke to me in these verses, it was 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. And it talks about Paul endured great hardships to plant churches in many lands. <laughs> I know you're a coach, you're not planting churches. If you're a parent of an athlete, you're not planting churches. Maybe you are, I don't know. If you're an athlete, you're not planting churches. Maybe you are, maybe you're like a pro athlete and you have the means to do that. 
I don't know. But basically, as a coach, we're going to keep it super simple, right? Because I'm speaking to my people right here. As a coach, this is something I have learned and I have stood by my husband and watched this happen. He's a head coach of a program too, actually two programs, one at the high school and one in travel ball. And it's kind of funny when people start nitpicking, they will literally pull things out like (laughs) underneath the rugs and throw these stones. And this is the irony in being a softball or a baseball coach is come on, throw it. I played ball, I will catch it and then I'm gonna throw it right back. Better yet, I'm gonna put all those stones you threw at me and I'm gonna put them in a bucket and I'm just gonna leave them there because it's not my job to throw them back, right? Okay, so if we look at it from a coach's aspect, Paul endured great hardships to plant churches in many lands. As a coach, when you're doing things the right way, like God's way, and you will know, you will have these moments where you will feel like you were right where you are supposed to be in life. And you will also have the flip side of that where you're not supposed to be in life. It happens. I think every coach honestly goes through a season of, is this really what I'm supposed to keep doing? And that's what makes coaches so great. Um, It's not the time that they dedicate. I think that's the easy answer for somebody on the outside looking in because maybe they're not coaching because they don't have that time or they're selfish of their time or they feel like they should get a reward for their time. So that's what they see. But ultimately, you endure hardships as a coach because you don't get to spend a lot of time with your family. You do miss out on family dinners. It's really hard to get everybody appeased in one day in your own team, in the team that you, your family, you know? It's really hard to do that. So that right there is a hardship. But what are you planting in these kids? I would like to say that you are planting hope, desire, dedication. And this all that you've heard so far has been me with a Bible verse speaking. I have yet to quote anybody out of this book. This is how much this book sparked everything for today's podcast. See, there's something that is going to continuously separate good athletes from every other athlete, as well as good coaches from every other coach, as well as parents of athletes from every other parent of an athlete. You want to know what it is? And this is just me speaking. It's integrity. The power to do something that nobody else is doing, comma, when nobody's looking. Huge, right? I know we've all heard it. You know, if you want to separate yourself from the pack, you got to do um, what nobody else is doing. Well, how about do what nobody else is doing when nobody's looking? And I know I kind of said it backwards, but it works both ways. My uncle Sam loved the dude. He passed away at 32 years old and he was probably one of the most pivotal, positive people I'd ever had in my life. But he died doing something he loved doing. And it's just nuts. But he used to always tell us, you've got to live to learn to learn to live. And you can switch it. You can say you've got to learn to live 
to live to learn and it sounds great so it's basically like what i just said about doing the things that no one else is willing to do when nobody's looking that right there is integrity let's just keep it really simple you're in the grocery store and there are no cameras and you decide i'm gonna reach into the little candy bin and i'm gonna take some candy <laughs> i just aged myself right there but it's all good but you know nobody saw me do it as a believer <laughs> nobody saw me do it no god saw me do it now have i screwed up do i screw up yes yes will i keep screwing up yes I was not called to be perfect. I was called to continuously find my gray space and love others. That's what I'm supposed to do. As a coach, it's even more so. As a coach, you are gonna endure some hard times and it's in those moments where you are going to have to do what other coaches aren't doing when no one else is looking and that means personal development. That means maybe connecting with another coach and having monthly meetings or coach dinners at your house and it's just a tight-knit group and you don't have to tell everybody about it like it's the work you're doing regardless of who's watching you we've all had that athlete who like is a great performer right they perform amazing they are pressure players but when it comes down to it they don't put in the work especially when no one else is looking. So integrity is always going to be a huge separator of everybody else in my book. That's how I look at it. I don't just look at my athletes' abilities. I look at how my athletes hold themselves as a person. And ladies and gents, this can be applied to anyone, not just an athlete, but a coworker, a new friend, um, people that are kind of in your circle and you're like hesitant to get to know them. Pay attention, sit back and observe and observe them and watch them. Okay. All right. So let's get into what Cardi talks about in this book. This one is, oh shoot, I didn't cite it. Hold on. I did cite it. I just wrote it down. Wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Okay. All right. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to talk about some more hard work. And I know this is in this book. So give me a sec. Okay. So here it is. <laughs> Sorry. I wrote it down, but I didn't write the page number. All right. So we're in the planning strategy of industrious. And this is in the book trying to find the page. I don't know why this book doesn't have page numbers like in the actual writing. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I believe it is. No, it's not page seven. 19, I believe. It's a page 19 and it is in the book Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success Playbook, Applying the Pyramid of Success to Your Life, written by John Wooden and Jay Cardi. These are some of Wooden's words on that building block, industriousness, the fun word that I talked about. And he's, he's talking about planning. If we are going to become all that we are capable of becoming, 
We need to work hard, but we also need to be intentional about the hard work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this one out. I've got about the same amount to read. Hold with me. Planning places effort where effort is most needed. People who combine these two components have a firm cornerstone of industriousness upon which they can build toward success. All right, so end quote, that is the last paragraph of that page, okay? That, I don't know about you, but that to me, like made me look at practice planning in a whole different angle. I'm the type of coach when I make my practice plan, it is like, I try to work in 15 minute increments so I can give gray space. It's, it's really hard to do 10 minute increments because then there's no gray space. So like if I do five, 15 minutes and let's say within 10 minutes they're nailing it, then they're gonna like earn five minutes at the end of practice to maybe talk it out a little bit longer and stuff like that. Typically how I like to roll out of practice. But I also like to plan it so everybody knows what is being asked of them to do. Like their expectations are clear. Like today we're gonna work on defense and we're only working second and short. So anyone who plays first and second, you need to be ready to catch the ball. We're gonna roll some double plays, stuff like that, shortstop. You're gonna be covering and catching the ball as well. We're gonna put it all together because we're, you know, we're rolling it up. We're making the burrito, however you wanna say it. <laughs> so that to me spoke to me in that aspect of being intentional about my practice plan. Um, so when I wrote that down, I'm gonna put on a little bit more here about this. All right. For those of you that do read the Bible or maybe you never have and you've, you've always been like, as a coach, you're just interested, is there anybody in there that I would like to see that like exasperates the type of athlete? You know, somebody who's going to endure some things and then still come out. Paul is a great example of that worker. Now, I knew that, but Cardi in this book on page 20 pointed all this out. Like he pointed out, this is what I like. Wooden kind of points out all the coach bones and then Cardi goes from the Bible and hits on the spiritual connection. But he talked about how Paul is a great example of a hard worker. Coaches, we all want a hard worker. We want a team of hard workers. But we also, this is me speaking now, we also have to be a hard worker. We cannot expect our players to have an efficient practice. And I'm not saying they're always going to be great, just like life. But we can expect them to have an efficient practice if we're not doing what we need to do as coaches. And it's not just making a practice plan. It's personal development. It's learning about adversity. It's learning how to deal with those sassy, classy athletes. It's learning how to deal with those sassy, classy parents, right? Remember, if you've listened to my podcast before, that person might be toxic to you, but they mean the world to someone else. And you were not called to judge, right? You were called to love, yes. All right, ready, break. No, I'm just teasing, but I got you amped. I got you amped, didn't I? Don't lie. Don't you even lie. <laughs> so if you want to read the Bible on Paul, I highly recommend it. Great stories in there. Okay, so some things that I personally need to work on, because I just called that out on all y'all, is I 
need to make meditation, whether it's three days, excuse me, not three days, three minutes out of a day, a non-negotiable. And I have every excuse underneath the book to do this, but I'm at a point in my life where I can't look at life like I used to. I used to think I'm gonna go work out and everything's gonna be so much better. No, it's not. It's still there, you know. Now I know as a believer, I shouldn't be hanging on to it. I should just be giving it to God. But at some point, you have given it to God. You're just choosing to chew on it. Does that make sense? Like, you know, the pot stirrers and the bunch, the drama people, they've let it go, but they continue to pick somebody's wound. You're kind of picking your own wound at that point and like pouring salt in it. And you've got a pity party playing in the back for you. Like, come on dog, you, no, you gotta stop, okay? So that's where I'm calling myself. This is like a public announcement to me meditating daily, I know. Um, that was actually a really good suggestion by my trainer. So she's like, you just, you're just in a place where you have to do it. Then she really nailed it. She said, I have to do yoga for an hour, at least once a week. So you know what my mind did? Sweet. I will do increments of yoga daily to equal 60 minutes. Boom. Nailed it. Do you see how I like made sure that I was going to be able to do that? <laughs> Got creative. So, um, also I, I want to add on another book to read right now. I'm actually listening to two books. I know it's crazy, but with all my travels, it's healthy for me. Um, but right now I'm reading chop wood, carry water by Joshua Mutcalf. I hope I said that right. Um, but mainly my biggest takeaway in planning to do this is I have to have a plan, a daily plan. Like I just have to, I have to make my plan for myself as a coach, just as I would for my athletes. You know, if you're not doing something that you would want done into yourself, something's not right. If you're halfway coaching, then you're going to get halfway athletes. Now, mind you, you're going to get some awesome athletes in there that are just going to be natural, raw talent. But what are you going to do when they blow their knee out? What are you going to do when they break their arm? Like, no. So right there, you need to stop thinking like that and look at the big picture. Everybody on your team deserves your full attention and your intention of caring about your position in their life. You're not just their coach. You're a mentor to some if you're a female coach, you're like an auntie or you're another mom or you're like a big sister. A lot of coaches that, you know, they just graduate college and they come out to do their doctorates programs and stuff like that. They'll come on their old college team and they're coaching girls that are literally, you know, two years younger than, than them and they're a coach. Okay. So you're in a position to give them the same intention that you would want given to you. Remember that. All right, so this is something that I wrote. Um, actually, I don't know that I wrote this. Do, do, do. I just wanna make sure I'm not gonna paraphrase anybody. Not something I wanna do. Oh, I already spoke about it. It was about practice times. It was about 
you know, defining those boundaries so the girls knew exactly how much to give. So again, there's amazing Bible verses to look at from this book. Um, I did make a note in my journal. I definitely need to keep better time slots on everything I do in a day. Guys, it's, it's super crazy, like my day. And I'm very thankful for the position I'm in right now because I'm in a place where I can co-create with people. Um, I still have a great career. I'm working on moving into another career. I'm still continuing to coach. I get to be here with my kids. They're on online school, so I'm here and I'm available. But that's been the biggest curveball for me because mom's available. Let's get her. No, I'm just teasing. The kids are very self-sufficient, 16, 13, and 10. They can pretty much do everything. But, you know, I have these mommy moments where I'm like, what can I make you for lunch? You know? And it's like, I should honestly be in my office studying or working on my next podcast content and reaching out to coaches or mentors or athletes that I would love to have on my show. And I just get caught up in that. So I kind of wrote down like some non-negotiables, Bible, which I do, social, I make sure to answer any messages in the morning. I don't frequently check my messages unless it's like people that directly contact me through Facebook like my coaches that I coach with, if they can't get me on text, they'll go straight to Messenger and I'll answer back. Um, But on my coach page, I try to answer all that stuff in the morning. Uh, I return emails. Um, I'll work out. And look, I'm adding this one on. I meditate and then I'm gonna do the yoga in increments. So it equals 60 minutes a week. And then I move into softball. But all this, there's, you know, Food prepping is involved there. I'm a firm believer in eating good, right? Eating the things that are going to help you carry on throughout your day. Um, Not just food prepping for the day, but also making sure that I can at least make dinner four times out of the week for my family. And sometimes I can do 80% of it and my husband will come home in between his practices, in between his different hats that he has to wear and he'll finish it or sometimes our kids will finish it. It's pretty awesome. But as long as I, you know, get it more than halfway done, it gets done. So teamwork, right? Hashtag team B, that's us, that's what we do. So just some things I wanted to share with you guys on my personal journey from this book. So of course I have to leave you with homework because what kind of coach would I be? (laughs) But I I am hearing that people that aren't coaches are listening to this and that is awesome like one of my friends she actually used to be my masseuse she's back but our schedules are so conflicting um I can't get in to see her because I can't do the evening massages I tried and I have to drive clear across town on the way back and I just can't do that like it's terrible (laughs) like I'm so tired so so yeah so anyways um The parents that are listening to this, I love that you're listening to this. The entrepreneurs that are listening to this, I love that you're listening to this because I know there's something in here for you. How do I know that? Because I know 100% that I have not endured the hardships that I have endured to do nothing with it. You talk about trauma in childhood, 
it's there. There are still things I'm working through. You know, there's so many different things, but I'm okay. I'm going to make it because I'm going to continuously move forward just like you. That's how you probably stumbled across this podcast. So homework. Sorry. Got in a rant. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. So kind of like how I made the list. This is what Wooden and Cardi are asking me to do with just the information that I shared with you on my outlook on this. Also with the quote and the Bible reference from Cardi. Okay. And this is just what I did. I just made a list of the activities I do each week. So I I just sat down and talked about like in my mind, you know, practice. I had that conversation with myself. (laughs) Don't laugh because you do it too. Um, And I had to think about the time that I spend on that activity. And yeah, there are days where I get carried away. Hey, we're coaches. We've all been there. We've all had practice plans set up. And I just want to speak to the male coaches. How many times have you came home and your spouse is like not even talking to you, won't even look at you, is throwing stuff around in the kitchen because they made dinner and you weren't there to eat it. (laughs) We've all been through that. And honestly, coaches, if you've endured that, you're doing something right. That's making you and your spouse 100% better. I remember having these conversations with some of my fellow baseball moms who their husbands are coaches and it was really hard for them to get. Fortunately, I didn't really have that. I mean, I had it sometimes, mainly on the big events, but I knew kind of going into this whole thing where we were at and both my husband and I are former collegiate athletes. So we get the commitment that goes in to being a coach and being an athlete. And if you're gonna expect so much out of your athletes, your athletes should be expecting so much out of you. And I know not every athlete does, it's just because of where they're at and the maturity of their brain. Like I get it 100%. So one thing that they ask you to do is to reflect. Reflect on the amount of time you'd like to spend. I'm not gonna give it all away because I wanna encourage you guys to get this book And it would be a shame if I just dumped out the entire homework assignment. But like literally just estimate the time spent on each activity you do for the week and make sure it's reflecting the amount of time you would like to spend in that activity. Okay, so again, this is part of the industrious block out of the book, Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success Playbook. Applying the Pyramid of Success to Your Life, written by John Wooden and Jay Cardi. All right, well, I commend you guys for hanging with me on this long day, but I finally made it to you guys. It's Monday's Motivation, and this is Coach Callie V. Thanks, guys, and God bless.